So Academy to Innovate HR came out with an article that I think is quite interesting and, and should be elaborated on a little bit here. They had an article titled DEI Manager, The Role Evolution, right? And so essentially what it is, is I believe it's um, four tabs here and then role-based questions that can be asked during an interview to find the right person to head and steward your DEI. But first, before they even get into that, they decide to go into the role evolution. And I was curious. I said, you know what? Let me let me check this out here. Let me see how they broke this down. So the very first um, box here that, that they kind of provided some focus in the timeline is focus on creating or a DEI manager at the very beginning of this role. Uh, they would focus on creating workplaces where women were women can build and establish their careers. That is amazing, right? I mean, that's something that probably took place. I'm just going to guess, you know, for those that listen to this podcast, you know that I'm in my early 30s, but I'm just going to guess probably took place. I want to say early to mid 80s and then inevitably, uh, you know, increased and got more equitable throughout uh, throughout time, throughout the 90s. Obviously, the two thousands now that two thousand you know the two thousand tens now they're now we're in the uh, the two thousand twenties here, which is wild. Um, so that is incredibly important, you know. I you know for for someone that has had many women as co founders as uh, inside of their business models and brands, you know, someone that really loves you know his mother and and you know his mother was frankly a, a mom and a dad to me. Um, and my hero, my best friend, um, to someone that just I've always looked up to to women and, and really respected them. Um, I believe in this and I love this a lot. You know, it had to happen. You know, there's been, you know, you want to talk about history. There's so many just deep rooted issues and situations throughout the history of America and, and the history of human beings, period, where women were not put in the greatest positions. And obviously, being an African American male, um, I've noticed and, and felt what it feels like to not be in the in the most ideal positions. Um, and imagine being an African American female as well as a female. You know, so so you kind of you kind of put in a tough spot twice. So so I, I'm glad they started there. Uh, second bullet point here they have is building a racially ethically um, gender diverse workforce. I think that's actually. Very important, even to this day. I think, I really do. I think the gender diversity is increasing, but I think, um, I think the race, the racial, and in, in the in the um, ethnicity is something that could definitely pick up more. I still, and there's many factors why. Like the DEI leaders inside of companies objectively need to have. The capability, the finance, the budget to create meaningful integrations and partnerships with any and all products and services that help recruit, attract, retain, um, and get at, and give organizations access to diverse talent at scale, high quality. Um, I just think that's true. I just think that it should be a requirement. I think. I think there's arguments to be made that the government should get involved. And I know there's many folks on both sides of the cover that don't believe that. And then both sides of the race that don't believe that. 
you know, there's because there's, there's there's many people without rubbing anyone the wrong way. I'll sit in the middle. There's many people that believe that if you force someone to do something, um, it's not authentic. And I believe that, too, to a certain degree. But I also believe there's certain times, whether it's in a personal relationship, a business context, uh, a sports setting, that to motivate someone, you borderline have to force them to do things. And then inevitably, the repetitive action of doing something will turn into a habit and then, you know, good things can happen. So um, that's. So I'm 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 proud that organizations are taking the gender diversity incredibly serious, um, ethnicity and racial aspects. Um, yeah, that needs to pick up there. So the third thing they have is promoting inclusion of employees from different un, different and unrepresented groups within the workplace. Again, something that is happening that I'm proud of, that I love. And then the final one is here. It says creating data-driven strategies to foster diversity, inclusion, and equity and belonging with and without, with, with inside and outside of the organization. Or it says within or with, I can't even talk here, within and outside of the organization. Here it is. Um, I want to stick on this and then probably even create a fifth bullet. I think creating uh, creating data-driven strategies to foster diversity, I think what we need to start seeing as we look at the role evolving is DE&I leaders, right, at the C-suite level with their own team, right, that has the ability to create and mandate policies and learning and development and skill development and leadership rubric qualities that respect and that put leaders in the position to be judged on how much um, how much psychological safety is being created from a diversity of thought perspective. I think um, the gender and the background comes into uh, comes into play. I think communication, diversity of communication, preferences and styles and ability to adapt as a leader come in place. And I think a, a DEI leader should have the responsibility to um, to manage that, to look at that. I believe I believe a DEI department in a company 500 employees should range between 3 to 4 people. I believe a DEI department at a company 1000 should range between 8 to 10 people. I think a DEI department at a company the size of 5,000 should range between 30 or 40 people. I mean, I think there needs to be groups of human beings that specialize in certain areas of DEI that make these things come true. So that's one next level up from a creating data, data driven strategies to foster diversity. I think inclusion. Um, I mean, I think the DEI leaders should be the ones that have a team administering and having those one-on-one conversations with team members inside of each department and saying, look, okay, at a real level, how inclusive is the actual relationship between you and your leaders and you and, and your fellow team members here? I mean, what does this look like? What can we do to help? How can we support good, bad, or, or indifferent? Um, I think the inclusion piece can definitely be increased and and tweaked a bit and the DEI leaders can bring a lot of innovation and strategy and decision making power when it comes to inclusion and how it's baked into hiring processes. We've talked about that at scale this podcast. Equity for sure as well. Um and then I think to take it another level up and then we'll round out this episode, 
I do believe DEI leaders. I do believe they should have the power and the ability and the bandwidth to make a strong case to remove leaders from leadership positions that are not respecting D, D, E, I, and B. And I believe the DEI leaders can have a real voice to readjust the leadership rubrics that organizations follow to consistently you know, pay someone at the leadership level and have that person in the, with that title within the company. I mean, when we go and, and do our end of the year reviews, I believe a DEI leader should have an ability to help create the rubrics and the and the uh, the scorecards, if you will, of how we're judging to determine if someone stays at the company. And I think that needs to come directly from from an employee data perspective. I think the most of it needs to come from an employee first perspective. You all know that. Um, and I think, I think no matter how objectively great they are at their role from a black and white and tactical and revenue generating or productivity generating perspective, I think if there are leaders in the company that are, that are bumping up against the values that hold this company up from a diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging perspective, the DEI leader should have the ability to remove that person from the company over time. I do believe that. I do. And so this is how I think the DEI role, um, the DEI manager role, evolves and develops, has been. And I think uh, just a few thoughts to add. So enjoy this, appreciate this, and and, and think about how if, if you or someone that's listening that has this role within your company, think about how you can take some of these thoughts, perspectives, insights. And bake, bake them into what you do. Bake them into how the role is structured at your company and, and make some change. Thank you.